Winches and scallywags, rugrats over 18 years of age, prudes avert your ears and eyes. The Asylum Studio brings to you a show to bend your mind and implode your morals. Ethics be damned. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to Chaos and Disorder. Oh, it is a special day in the Asylum Studios. Welcome into Chaos and Disorder. I am your host with the most, the talent, Mr. Rick Flieger, joined as always by the man who continues to prove that COVID cannot penetrate the pickled blood of a decades-long alcoholic, the octogenarian orator, Mr. Rick Briggs, and in the control room on the ones and twos, living proof that you don't know how, have to know how to run a board, cut audio, or speak into a microphone to produce a subpar podcast, Mr. Alejandro Finkelstein. But pay no mind to these three dicks. Who cares about those guys? We have a special, special guest in the house who came bearing gifts of poutine and deliciousness and nary a squid in sight, proprietor of my favorite restaurant, the Chop Shop, Mr. What do you call him, Finkelstein? Billiam. I don't think that's your Christian name. Is it Billiam? (laughs) What's going on, guys? No. (laughs) It's just minus the M. It's it's Bill. Oh, all right. <laughs> so why like do you three stooges? What you know, Buffalo Bill or what was Buffalo Billius, Wild Bill Hiccup, and Just Plain Bill. Always comes back to three stooges for you. Always, of course. There's nothing wrong with three stooges. No, it's excellent. All right, I don't know about you. I got questions. Yes, but but first of all, the poutine tremendous. For God's sake, if you haven't gone to the chop shop, I got to tell you, people think I make this up. You don't know what I had for lunch yesterday. The I don't chop know what shop. I had for lunch yesterday. I had the chop shop for lunch yesterday. At work. If you haven't done this, they do this lunch spread catering. Now, you have to put up with stupid corporate meetings to get this, you know, what I mean? or at least for me to get it. You could probably just do it at your house. The shiny shoes. Yeah, yeah, pointy shoes and shiny pants, the whole thing. Bill will bring a spread in there, the likes of which you haven't seen. The internal damnation, which I've talked about. The buttermilk chicken and bacon sandwich. Now, the Reuben, which I wouldn't recommend in an office setting, but it's delicious, but it's not good otherwise. Oh, they're, they're excellent anywhere. I am still, still knee-deep in the homemade chips. And if you haven't had a ho-ho cake, that awful thing I said I wanted to do to the oatmeal cream pies last week, that is PG compared to what I do with this ho-ho cake. So, just great. Do that. If you need lunch, do that. Make sure to tell your mother about the ho-ho cake and the oatmeal cream pie. Yeah, maybe not about the sodomy, though. So uh, just tell her I enjoy them. Already a cream pie. (laughs) Is it a double cream pie? After your (laughs) X-rated rating. Yeah. And, Bill, where are you going? No, no, come on back. (laughs) Really. But, no, this is – and I told you that I would wait – to have poutine with you. Yeah, I can't believe I had you would no, wait. I had no idea that that we were going to be fortunate enough the first time I had poutine with Bill in the, in the studio with us. And, you know, it's really nice to, be, to have you in here. But, my God, this is heaven. Well, that's what I've been telling you for two months now, but you won't get up off your dead butt and go down to the chop shop on Main Street in Butler, Pennsylvania and partake of it on your own. I, on the other hand, pretty much live there. Could I live in that basement down there? I mean, it might be a little cold. That's but, all right. I mean, you can spend most of my whatever. time in a basement anyhow. It's kind of, I'm, I'm not allowed to. That's not the basement you lived in, was it? 
completely different basement. Yeah. Although, so when this one goes sideways, maybe you can live in that basement. Actually, <laughs> I I almost. We've had this the, discussion. <laughs> I, there was an apartment that uh, I lived in when things went sideways. <laughs> Above the chop shop. Can't wait to see where I live when I get divorced. <laughs> it looks it looks like an adventure. I like that. So one cool thing. But you hate dogs. Oh <laughs> yeah, I wouldn't have the stray dog cuddled up next to me. <laughs> but you might have to if it's cold. I don't know why he didn't bring his own blanket. He had to share one with the dog. I, that, that, that's part of the story I'd like to re-explore someday. One cool thing about the chop shop, it, it's, and you see this popping up more and more now, it's BYOB. Generally, people, and Rick can attest to this, most businesses are you know discourage you from walking in with a 12-pack under your arm, kind of like the local church. But the chop shop does encourage that. I just wonder, versus selling beer, do people get wilder if they bring their own? Generally, no. You don't get any crazy drunks in there? No, no that's... Surprisingly, everybody's pretty responsible. Yeah, it's, that's a disappointment. Although we do get townies, <laughs> but we, we get a couple townies in there that are they're good time. Do you, you just get like the regulars come in and order a bucket of ice water and <laughs> sit there all day? We we did at first, not not so much now. Every every once in a while, we get some characters, but now I do have a critique. Okay, all right, and I don't want to don't want to hurt any feelings here, but this is a serious critique. He's not going to make squid pie. Bill had... No, no. It's not about the food. Okay. Bill, it's a high-tech place here, the chop shop, all right? So it's set up when you go into the men's room, the lights automatically turn on. It's like a sensor. Make sure... Maybe this is more advice than a critique. (laughs) If you're in there, and and you know I don't don't do the the big business, big potty in public, so this was just normal, everyday business I was doing in there. Make sure you move around a little bit because that thing is on a quick timer. You know, he's very energy efficient <laughs> there at the chop shop. And I found myself having to pull my pocket my phone out of my pocket to hit a flashlight to finish my business and be able to flush the toilet. So just that might be some advice. Yeah, but Let's clarify things. Am I going to have to listen to you chew the <laughs> entire Well, I'm sorry, but I, I am enjoying myself thoroughly. You go to the restroom. Mm-hmm. To sit there and get on Twitter for like but I only do that at a home. half an hour. Yeah, I'm not going to do blow up Bill's establishment. That's a classy <laughs> establishment. I'm not doing my show research there. But maybe that's why it's so quick. What? To, to prevent people like you oh, from lingering? <laughs> yes, exactly. From making yourself at home on the throne. So recent divorcees don't move into the men's room. <laughs> Which could happen. But just just a little PSA. True. So what's what's the background of the chop show? Let's hear about it. So, uh, am I mistaken? Did you have the restaurant out by the airport? I did some time there. Did some time. Yeah. Okay. It, it, I, that I, that was a weird situation that goes back to uh, deciding where you're going to be whenever things go sideways. Ah, <laughs> ah that kind of. <laughs> Boy, I'm getting getting right to it here, digging up old wounds. So, but yeah, I was involved with that for a year. Okay, yeah, I remember. I loved that place too. It was a good of of you, of course, not you know the other problem that went on there. I didn't care for that at all. Which one? Which one was that? Well, I don't know. I assume it led to the situation in the. Oh yeah. I just want to make sure I was on your side in the divorce. (laughs) I want everybody to know that I'm staunchly pro Bill in, in that situation. So. Been at it for a long time. Where do you come up with the ideas for these sandwiches? How do you do this? Um, 
really most of the time just see what I have that needs used and then figure <laughs> something out. Starts out as a special, and then if it goes all right, then we start ordering the stuff to make it all the time. So, you know, that's, that is a an organized, thrifty person. Thrifty? You, you, say? you just call them cheap? I was going to say, yeah, no. I was going to say, organized, probably not. Uh, that's a that's probably an adjective that not very many people <laughs> use to describe me. Well, that's another thing I like about the chop shop. The kitchen's, like, open. And yeah. so you know, there's 20 people back there, and it looks like abject chaos at all times. As well, kitchen should be, it, right? But it runs like a sweet. You never wait. It, it's pretty cool. I like seeing that. I always picture the movie. What was the movie? It's one of the seven movies I've seen before with the uh, – they're all waiters. And, Waiting. Yeah, I love that movie. That's what I picture going on back there. You know, without the – what do they call the thing with the down the pants? And, yeah, uh, we can't really do the penis showing game with the open kitchen. That's that's frowned upon. I'm kind of glad. Stupid health department. Everybody's so damn uptight. But you can if you wear a hairnet. <laughs> <laughs> I wonder if I can find it. That could be the picture on the There's website. A yay I wonder right if I can find it. Quit giving him yays. He, he doesn't. I'm allowed to give him a yay. I like. I like that. All right. Well, thanks for stopping it. Hey, thanks for pipe in anytime, and thanks for the poutine. <laughs> and the more you're right. on the mic, the less he is. And that. Well, you, you know what? Went. Alejandro might not be pushing the buttons right. You know, in an efficient manner, but he is good at you know things like this and bringing me on and. Yeah, Making are, sure that you guys have poutine. Yeah, you are kind of a people person. How do you do that? The funny thing is I am not a people person. No kidding. <laughs> I mean, God, now, now this is a revelation <laughs> that I don't me. think anybody ever knew. So, um, my people like beer. True. Wait, your people. Yeah, my, my tight-knit circle. Mm. My tribe, I think, is like the... Like a cult. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What... I think Andy said that when he was on the that you were part of a cult. No, he was. He started that bar cult. Oh, <laughs> what did he call? He's it? everybody's dad. Yeah, or whatever. yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, but but my peoples, they like they like their beer, they like their bourbon, they like their food. So I mean, they'll fit right into the food thing. Right. And I was like, so oh, did I'm, you like put an ad on Craigslist or Tinder, Grinder or something? <laughs> it was a mystery. <laughs> it was well, how, how did, I want to know how our circles kind of intertwined. All right, so the defunct company that we all worked for, right? Uh, I got in on fantasy football with the hippie, the hippie Douglas Fur. <laughs> yes, folded said league after I had. I think I won that year. You've no, no, won. no, no, no. No, his his league i was there when you won yeah i won in his league i got booted because i was no longer underground right and then got invited back right yay oh (laughs) the computer went away uh but yes yay win boy that's close (laughs) (laughs) those were breaks um so Actually, I think Flieger, we had a few run-ins while underground, but I, I don't know other than... Of the carnal nature. Yeah. Well, I'm sure of and that. The, and Doggy those, doors and all mm, such things. Those dim-lit minds. And midges. You, I don't think you... Are you allowed to say that? <laughs> no. You're no. the woke one. Can he say that? No. It's, don't say that. Yeah, it's... I mean, there's a TV show, Little People, Big World. 
Yeah. It's less than tall people. I think that's what we're going to call them. Yeah. I mean, that's. I think that's okay. How's that Putin? I don't think they're it's less tremendous. than you. <laughs> hmm? They're just vertically challenged. They're they not were less, less than, than me. You. I said they were less than tall. Well, you're tall. Right. Well, they're not less than you. They're less they're just tall shorter, than me. That's There's all. no debating that. Wait, so you say midget and somehow I'm the asshole. Is this this what we're doing here? You are. This is about the ninth time in the history of this show where you say the slur and somehow I become the bad guy. I think that's nine times today. And second of all, in an enterprise where I'm the socially conscious one, that's a freaking problem. All right. You need need to get off the beer, first of all. Since you're the socially conscious one, I I got a question for you because – this is this is a topic that has always concerned me, and since you got, you brought it up, nice. I'd like your direction on it. Okay. If I encounter said short person on the street, mm-hmm. I have a I have a dilemma inside. Okay. Do I talk to them? No, or not? Because in theory, do they always feel like you're being con- you're being condescending because you're really talking down to them? Ooh. <laughs> Where you at? So, he doesn't hit the rim shot. So what Come is on. the PC thing well, to do here? <laughs> he didn't hit the rim shot. <laughs> I know you have it. <laughs> what, is what is happening here? What is that? Don't you have one? There it's, it is. It's obvious every joke goes over their head. But I mean, you know, I don't know about talking serious. Mm. I think I deserve one of them, huh? He's not listening. No, he's just he's not paying any munching. attention. He was trying to be the bigger person. Yeah. yeah. Or is this, is this making you uncomfortable? Are we going to have to edit this out like any uh, the uh, the Sean Watson talk? I'm taking notes of the time. So. <laughs> the thing I don't do. <laughs> God, I just can't. It's just, just gruesome. But I don't. Rick can attest to. I can't speak to your situation. My way of handling the situation in the past was to turn and run like a coward. <laughs> he does. He he does. He he runs scared. As I will if I see a, a woman or a child crying, somebody hurt in need of assistance. I just turn and run away. <laughs> there, there's the famous story of the guy who had the heart attack in the sheets bathroom. And I just needed my cigars, and I just left the cigars on the counter and ran away. And we told, I'm and not we, a hero. And we talked about the story last week about Tony, you know, the landscaper, that were the, <laughs> oh, where yeah. the people were saying, have him die somewhere else, <laughs> yeah. which was really wonderful. See, I don't think that would be me. i just hide in the basement. And then i come out later, like, huh, 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 yeah. what's going on? You know, I heard a story. Oh, boy. This was, I mean, this is very, to me, it was kind of heartwarming. <laughs> you something you find heartwarming? This this ought to be rich. I mean, I'm offended, quite frankly. The whole situation mm-hmm. is just offending me right yeah, now. I'm sure. But that, actually, it was a, a an old guy, which I'm sure he's probably passed away by now. He was a how old does somebody have to be for you to call you to call them an old guy? <laughs> Happy birthday, by the way. He was a Holocaust survivor. Okay. <laughs> And he was telling well, a bring, story. Bring it down. Now I can't make jokes. Well, yeah, I left that part but out. But no, this, this, I just thought it was very interesting. I saw it on some documentary. He was talking, and he was in, and I don't remember what camp it was, but I think it was like in Poland or something like that. And he said he, they were in line. They had him line up. 
And the SS said, who among you speaks German? And the guy said, you know, he like instantaneously through his head was saying, yeah, geez, you know, what is the right answer? Should I say yes? Should I say no? Blah, blah, blah. Well, then he ultimately raised his hand and said that he did. So the SS guard took him. He says, you come with me. And he took him to the gate. And there was a, a, a German soldier at the gate. And he says, you will be working him, with him for the next three weeks. And apparently this guy was like some surveyor. You know, he had like a transit and the sticks and all that kind of stuff. And he had to hold them for him while he surveyed for roads or whatnot. So anyway, it was like the second day, the German officer, they came back to the camp at like 1.30 in the afternoon. So they want you to take my equipment to that building over there. That's where the SS has lunch. He goes, don't worry, they're not there. And, of course, the guy's sitting there like he's basically, God, what, what, what's this guy doing? Should I do this? Whatever. So he said, take it over there, put the equipment on the table. And he says, look, go to the far left corner of the building and look under the bench. So the guy said he went over there, and obviously he was much more emotional than I was telling the story because he was living it. But he goes over and looks under the bench. And there was a piece of meat, a piece of cheese, a piece of bread, and a glass of milk. And the guy said he drank the milk, put the other stuff in his pocket, went back to the camp, split it with like, I don't know, seven or eight people that was in the barracks with him. He said he did that every day for three weeks. And he says, I know what you guys are going through. He says, I don't know what else to do. He says, because they catch me, they'll shoot me, you know. And so he went through a thing. He lived through it because a few, I don't know, two or three months later, they got, um, you know, released from the uh, prison camp. And he said that between him and like the seven or eight people he was sharing the food with, he probably saved probably 1,200 people through the generations. He said, just by being a freaking decent human being, which is something that won't happen in this basement. So, so you, you tell that whole sad story to shame me for letting somebody else call 911 at Sheets? It seems like a exactly. bit of overkill. Have, have, exactly. Maybe next time just say, you dick, and leave it at that. Well, I don't think a good we story, need all though. that. Come on. <laughs> how, how am I supposed to make the yucks from that story? And that's tonight's show. Uh, we'll <laughs> yeah. be back next week, maybe. Yeah, I don't even know how I write the show description <laughs> for this one. So tell me that wasn't a great story. So, uh, awkward transition. I did you hear that oh, Matt Stafford God, hurt his thumb? No, I don't care. What do you mean you don't care? I mean that is significant. Is he out for any length of time? It could be. He hit it on a, a damn helmet throwing. Right. He'll be back by week one with oh, that. Jeez, you know. Here we go. What do you mean? Here we go. It could. You want me to panic over that? It it's the same thumb that was surgically repaired before. Okay. It's the same basic type of injury. This could be significant. And who do they have following up? I don't even know who the backup exactly. is out there. Well, it doesn't matter. Whoever the backup is is going to stink. They're, therefore, they're a backup. But the, the werewolf guy. Wolf. wolf Wolfenstein. Oh, I forgot you, about Wolfenstein. Yeah. That is a great game. It is. It is. It's a game? 
Well, oh, geez, forget yeah. it. Moving on. No, but anyway, no, I'm curious now. What, like a board game? Like some Dungeon and Dragon shit? What is this? It's a video game. Bill, you're familiar with it, right? I'm Wolfenstein? Not. No. What what type? Well, on what system? God, I don't know. I played it on computer. It's yes. an old game. Why don't you just lean towards that thing instead of spinning it every eight seconds? Or, because then I have to do this, you don't and have then to do all, that. You're all of a sudden no, get rid it comes of that the gut. Olympics, and just you can look... <laughs> Why, why are you attacking are him? Yeah, the, my Lululemons. Oh, yeah, the, the butthole yeah. pants, as yeah, I like to call them. We'll get you excited. That's Wolfenstein true. was mostly a PC game back oh, in the 90s. So that's some real nerd stuff, huh? I don't know about that. <laughs> why did you that? hit it that? It was a great game. Why did you hit the ghost? It was like Doom. Did they you, not have outside where you lived? Or girls? Or beer? Kind of hit on all of the things that they had where I'm from. Then, then, then why the game? Because that was during the like weekdays, and then you go out to the woods for a party and drink beers. Who among us has been watching the Olympics? I I've watched them nonstop. Alejandro. Every once in a while, Bill. Yeah, a little bit here and there. Oh, sorry, sorry. I don't really think. See, you it's do. a good thing you. I don't think here. he has to. He <laughs> should be comfortable. You do the exercise. <laughs> there we go. I'll just go over here and not make exactly. it awkward. This isn't awkward at all. Thank you. <laughs> what a disaster this show is. But here's something you don't know, Rick. I am the world's foremost expert on beach volleyball now. <laughs> You're absolutely right. I did not know that. I have not. Well, that's probably not true. But I, I've watched a lot of beach volleyball. And even the men's stuff, too, lest you start accusing me of being Who a pre Who won the medals? You know, we're, we're in the semifinals. Okay. I have not been watching any I believe volleyball. I've been watching gymnastics. See, you, I told you I can't watch it. It's subjective. I don't need I know. to fat check a But I am so judge. glad that Jade Carey got the gold in the floor exercise. I did watch that. I love that. I'm so glad because I thought she totally got ripped off making the team, quite frankly. Yeah, yeah. So, But I, that's what I like – this is probably dumb, but what I like in the Olympics is when the weird stuff starts happening, and, and you just see insane. I saw something in the women's vol- beach volleyball I'd never seen before. All right, what, what are you doing? Just over talk. There? What is he doing? He's just cleaning food out of his Trying beard. To eat. Talk. <laughs> this, is, this is a disaster. <laughs> Only because you stopped. You could have let it go, <laughs> but you wouldn't. Chaos over there. Hang on, all disorders over here, happen. Mister. What was I talking about? I don't know. What you just said is one of the most... <laughs> Why do you keep hitting the ghost? Stop touching buttons. Because the ghost is angry. All right. So picture this. Beach yes. volleyball. Yes. Picture this. I've pictured it many uh, times. Yeah, no, gross. Imagine this happening in the NFL. So they can go... What, they wear bikinis? Well, oh. yeah, we don't want to see no, that. No, I don't. Well, maybe some other guys, but not not uh, most. Guys. Don't well, you don't want, want to see the offensive of line in it. I don't want to see any of them. So, there. picture this happening in the NFL. They can go to video replay on any in or out call, right? And in on the beach volleyball, it's not like they have line. You can't paint lines in the sand, so they just run like right. rope. Basically, is what it boils down to. You think they would just have a square thing of sand? If it hits out of the sand, it's out of bounds. Yeah, but I think they dive out of it. You know, they, yeah, you know, if you dive, you skin yourself on the bricks. <laughs> what the hell? Yeah, but that's, that's a commitment. pretty, it's a pretty good plan right there. 
segue into Briggs on Parenting. <laughs> oh, <laughs> precisely. We, we'll talk about that later in future episodes. Yes, we're going to get a Briggs parenting segment for, for anybody out there with new, new youngins if you need help on raising them upright. So, and this actually makes it very easy. Because you got good camera angles, plus the sand gets on top of the rope, so if the ball actually hits the rope, you see the sand come off, you have no problem. So one of the U.S. teams was in a very close match in the third set with the Canadian team, which you know how I feel about Canada. They're up to something up there. I don't trust them. So the they can- have a lot of followers in Canada. Well, I wish you would wish, be nice to them. Well, they should come to the United States then because they're – Oh, don't, boy, Chris Gooden's up the, in Canada. You know 90% of them live within 100 miles of the border. You're telling me they're not up to something? I don't trust them. Anyhow, so the U.S. team, nice you know, kill. the north, you're over the Arctic Circle. It's kind of cold. What does that have to <laughs> Why would they live closer to the border? It's cold yeah, up there. They don't make excuses for right. them. They're planning something. And this okay. whole nice guy routine, I'm not buying it. Anyhow, so the U.S. team getting ready to take the lead, a nice kill, Hits the line, sand flies up. Well, the line judge, or whatever they call them in volleyball, calls it out. No big deal. We'll do we'll do the challenge, right? So the U.S. team challenges it. They come back, they call the ball in. They show the replay, the ball. You can't really tell if it hits the line because it's like indented in the sand, but you see the sand on the line pop up. So that makes a good call. So then the Canadian team, those sneaky Canadians, right? They can't just accept reality. They go up, they challenged the challenge, and they overturned it. Can you imagine in the NFL, you have a challenge, they, they cha- overturn the call, you challenge the challenge, and they take it back to the original well, call. Why didn't they challenge the challenge of the challenge? I think you only get one. Well, that's not fair. <laughs> Obviously. That's but, bullshit. But this is the kind of thing that happens in the Olympics. I like it. Just wacky stuff like well, that. How, how right? do you like it? It went the Canadians' way. You certainly well, didn't yeah. like There's it. There's another American team, though, and they're probably going to win, so so I can okay. live with that. So we got uh, – but that that was uh, – uh, buh, buh, buh. Yeah, Canadian uh, volleyball. Well, not Canadian volleyball. U.S. beach volleyball. But the A team, I believe, they go tonight, and they're, they're going to take the gold. They're going to beat the Swiss team. Mr. T's pretty good at volleyball. And, and the Canadians, not that A team. Oh, okay. <laughs> and then the, the Canadians, they already got knocked out, so then good. they'll be just fine. What, what's up with Belarus? Did you see all that story? Speaking of wackiness in the... Oh, my God, they hold interpretive dance. Of course they're good at volleyball. No, no, oh. no. I've pivoted from volleyball. Bummer. See, this is, this is why I'm the... I thought it was a great segue to his <laughs> Belarusian uh, Well, th- this is why I'm the talent. I can pivot effortlessly into a new topic, but yet... Oh, I can, too. I went from a Nazi prison camp to... just. <laughs> That's a football, so my, there my, we have My it. point exactly. Maria Kalsnikov. Yeah, something like yeah. that. So you didn't see this story at all? Yeah, it's her too. So she's a Bella... Belaruska. What do you call yourself? Belarusian? There you go. Belarusian sprinter. Uh-huh. Who, and I don't, I don't know the background behind it, was criticizing the Belarus Olympic Committee and her coaches. So Belarus said... Oh, yeah. Oh, no. Oh. Well, funny you bring that. Yeah. <laughs> so Belarus said, "All right, you're finished. We want you to come home now." Oh boy. <laughs> so they drag her to the airport, and she kicks up such a fuss and says, "I ain't going back. They're going to kill me." And so, actually, the authorities in Tokyo kept her at the airport 
And then where she was granted asylum to, was it Poland or Austria somewhere? I think it was Poland. Yeah, Yeah. yeah, right, Poland, right. And now so she has to hide out because she criticized a running coach. They're going to kill her. Well... And Wouldn't then, you hide out in Poland? Well, no, I'm, I'm not. I'm not speaking ill of her. But what the hell's going on? Who knew Belarus was so nasty? It's part of Russia, dopey. And then I saw. Apparently, then I start digging deep into everything I knew about Belarus. Was him in the tights and the, yeah. the grundle and everything, you know? He but always then, looked at them tights. Apparently, yeah. they're like hijacking airplanes to take reporters off who say nasty stuff about them and taking them into jail. What the hell's going on in your home country? Well, well, they also offed a few people and dumped them in the Ukraine just recently. Does that mean you didn't do it if you dumped them in the Ukraine? Pretty much, but the Ukraine Ukraine is now doing a full-fledged murder investigation. Now, that will make a big difference. Right, in the Ukraine. Yeah. <laughs> that, right. But that, it's just insanity. This will be a, it'll be a Crimea crime. Why do you think... <laughs> well, is that some kind of geography joke? Why do you think I came back? I, I was, I was fearing for my life. Well, yeah, because you were quite critical when you come up with a silver medal, right? In right. in the finals, because he obviously won gold. We saw the tapes. Yeah. I mean, realistically, if my coach didn't put me in that outfit, yeah, if he would have put me in the Lululemon, yeah, leopard skin just wasn't you. It really wasn't. I don't know. When I think leopard skin, I think Finkelstein, Tiger Stripe. Yeah, I, I think more tigers than leopard. Yeah. Also on the Olympics. Speaking of uh, Alejandro, did you see a Dusty Hill pass away this past week? I did. Yeah, and I was very sad. And about we've now that. reached the portion of the show where Rick just lists dead people. And we're going to get more into that a little <laughs> but, bit but later. It, 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 he looks like Dusty Hill. Bill's got a ZZ Top shirt on. Okay. And, I mean, you know, it was it's just fitting no. of someone Wait. like us. Wait. To pay no, tribute to no, a great baseball. No, no. Here's what just happened. Okay. You may think in your gin-soaked mind you just paid tribute. Here's what you did. No, let me finish. <laughs> here's what you just did. I was segueing. Here's what you just you did. Gin. You took a scan around the room and you said, Finkelstein looks like this guy. He does. And I know he likes the music. True. And obviously Bill likes the music. <laughs> right? I'm going to make sure they know. One of them just died. Well, the thing <laughs> How is, is that well, the thing is, they anybody. were both familiar with it. Three of us, which is 75% of this conglomeration of suck, knew that Dusty Hill had passed away. I You're knew. the only ignorant boo that doesn't know anything about them. First of all, I knew he passed away. And again, your first instinct to see Bill in a ZZ Top t-shirt to say, I better make sure he knows that guy's I dead. No, I just like the guy because <laughs> he had his easy top shirt. Damn it! No! <laughs> yeah. yeah, what do you mean he died? Oh, if he flipped the console <laughs> over, that would be tremendous. I would love that. Did you ever have a Ramos gin fizz? Uh, who and a what now? We no. talk, me and Alejandro talked about this earlier in the week. It's a wonderful drink. How often are you two talking? I don't like it. I starting to feel like you're conspiring against we me. We do. We hate you. Daily, three to... 74 times? That's a pretty wide range. That's like how the Colts set uh, yeah, injury exactly. return. But it's a very interesting drink, and it's great for a hangover. All right. Well, are you going to elaborate? or? It is. If I can the rem- guy who invented if it, I dead, can remember, I Yes, he's dead. Um, if I can remember properly, there's two ounces of gin. 
It is half an ounce of lemon juice, half an ounce of lime juice, a couple of spritzes of, it's like orange flower water, heavy cream. Heavy cream? Yeah. <laughs> then you shake it up and add, I think, uh, like three or four ounces of club soda. <sighs> oh, no, and an egg white, excuse me. Oh, God. And an egg white. It's awesome. Speaking of Kahlua, which tastes a lot like coffee. I don't believe I said Kahlua, did I? Well, you're trying to get us to go to break? I wasn't done talking about the Olympics yet. He started oh, listing dead people before. Okay, yeah, I think we better sell some coffee. All right, let's sell some yeah. coffee. We'll come back. I got one more Olympic story I want to talk about, and then we, we can move on from there. Although I don't really have much <laughs> else to talk about. What are you chortling about now? What is going on here? It's just funny. What's funny? <laughs> what did I tell you? Do not let him get drunk before the show. During the show, yes. Showing up drunk, bad. So, more of this train derailment right after this. Let's talk about our sponsor, Dead Sled Coffee. Dead Sled Coffee strives to create a culture of acceptance and respect, no matter what your level of coffee knowledge is. They are distinguished coffee for the exceptional and unconventional. They offer amazing products that do not require your dictionary or your atlas to appreciate. Feel comfortable ordering their coffee and know that it is not a crime if you do not know where the beans came from or where it was processed. They have done all the work for you, having slurped and sniffed through endless cuppings so you can just sit back and enjoy your coffee experience. Not sure what to try? Well, try some of their new signature blends, the Robert England blend, the Kiss blend, and the Cypress Hill blend. Go to deadsledcoffee.com. Use the promo code DEADSLED. 15 and take 15% off your order. Deadsledcoffee.com. And hey, tell them Fligger and Briggs sent you. All right, welcome back into Chaos and Disorder. And it is that today. Continuing Olympic coverage, Rick. I think you and I, we, we don't seem to be meeting eye to eye today, but I think I can bring us back together as one. Okay. And <sighs> it will be in anger over what. Too many people are viewing an act as a good, of goodwill, and I don't like it okay. one bit. I want to hear about it. So I assume you're not familiar with the high jump, the men's high jump situation in these Olympics. Actually, I'm not familiar with what you're talking about. I did watch a little bit of okay. it, but what's the situation? Well, be glad you didn't wait till the end. Okay. So there was a gentleman from, how do you say oh, it, Cutter? Where they split the... The metal. Yeah. I did All right, see that. And moving yes. on to the next story. <laughs> Jesus Christ. I did see that. I didn't actually think that that was a situation. It was an act of sportsmanship. What? How was that bad? You're... You're... <laughs> Thank you. My coronation is complete. Wait, you're happy about this? I don't give a damn. <laughs> He didn't lose. I've got two problems with this. Number one, so for those of you who don't know, apparently Rick Briggs does. He didn't want to give any details. just wanted to let you know. What are you, you talking know. about? He a knew. situation. It's a situation. It wasn't a situation. Worse than that, it's it a was a situation. Result. It's a, no, that's not a result, All and right, that is ahead. my problem. Go ahead. So they both make the jump at 2.37 meters, which I'm not good at the metric system, but by watching like it on TV, one, it looked whatever, like it was 18 like feet as about roughly yeah. what it translates to. Whatever. I'm going to get another king nose cell here. Then they soon. both try at 2.39, and they both fail. Right. So then they bring them so together. They suck. 
Let's figure out how we're going to do the jump off and determine a winner. And these two mama's boys, these two orange slices and participation trophy jackasses from Cutter in Italy decide, nah, we'll just share the gold medal. So that makes me angry enough. Number one, that the Olympics lets it go on. Number two, that one of them didn't say, no, this is horse shit. I came here to win. And number three, I don't know if you saw the end. Then they hopped around, tiptoed through the tulips, hugging, kissing, and rolling around on the ground. That. I ain't Which... never seen anything in the world like it. And I, I don't care for it. You know what? I'm going to jump on your bandwagon and As say you you're should. absolutely right. The Olympic Committee, number one, should have never tolerated that. Bullshit. You are going to find out. Who's the best yes. or the worst out of it? Even if it comes down to a coin flip, pitching pennies, any damn thing. I don't care. Somebody's winning the gold. Somebody's winning right. the silver. Somebody they have to compete in an event that they've never been in. Yeah, that would even be better, like weightlifting. <laughs> and they're both like freaking toothpicks. They can't lift much, right? <laughs> But it, that was, would be cool. Boxing. How about boxing? Yeah. See, that I'd... What, they what, knock the shit out of each other. One of them won't get up. I think they need to just bring back dueling as the time. Yeah. Right there you go. Duel with pistols. <laughs> Alexander Hamilton and Aaron Burr. There we go. I like that. Loser gets silver. <laughs> right in the Sorry. chest. Sorry. <laughs> We won't put you on the podium, but we'll you know we'll acknowledge you. But, so, so seriously, since I didn't see it, does that mean if they split the gold, that there was no silver? No, or they awarded a yeah, silver. Yeah, they gave a silver to somebody and a bronze. That was kind of crappy. Now look, if you go into it, there's circumstances. I think gymnastics does this. If they tie, the rule says you both get it. All right, I don't necessarily love that, but I can live with it. These two just said. Neither one of them had the guts to say, I'm going to take the risk of losing the gold to actually go win it. And then, not only that, I'm going to make out with my opponent in front of the entire world. I didn't care for that. You know, and no matter, really, no matter what competition you're talking about, even gymnastics or a race, if it's dead even, have those two guys race again. Or have them do a routine again in gymnastics, something of that nature. I'd prefer that, but if that's the rule going in, I, I just... St- I'm still liking what Bill says. <laughs> Put them in a sport they don't compete in, and, and... And preferably involving guns, if I understood you correctly. Guns. It was an Olympic sport before. Yes. Cl- Dueling was it? No, it wasn't. <laughs> yeah, yeah it was guns, clubs, anything. It doesn't matter. No, hold know. on. We're <laughs> Dueling was an Olympic sport? Alejandro, you, you, you got to look this up. It was, it, was it to the death, or were they shooting, <laughs> no. like, no, bean bags? Cr- yeah, it was just like clay. Oh, just crippled. Way back in the day. <laughs> just a cripple. Yeah. <laughs> How did I not know this? Also, I think every 10 Olympics, they should go back to original style, like dirt tracks, leather shoes, like just wood bottoms, leather straps, togas, olive branches, every 10 Olympics. Well, that's the problem. They're running into the same problem that they have in golf, in track and field, I'm seeing. Did you see the men's 400 final? The top two guys beat the world record, and it wasn't even close. Yeah. The guy who finished in third ran the third fastest time in the history of the 400. Right. I mean, this is – I can see, you know, you eke it out by a thousandth every every couple Olympics. It, it's completely insane. And they said it was something with the shoes. The shoes are basically like springs right now. And then the composite of the track is much faster. So the equipment oh, just gets so much it, better. The equipment gets so much better. And let's face it. 
you go back 50 years, it was truly amateur athletes depending on funding from private donations. Right. Over These people are millionaires. I mean... Well, not all of them. Oh, sure they are. Oh, every athlete in the Olympics is a millionaire. Pretty much. You look at any of them, they're I don't all think sponsored. That's true. They they all have sponsors. What look it up, Alejandro. You're telling me that third world country Olympic athletes are millionaires. Pretty much. I mean, oh come on. No, 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 listen <laughs> Maybe to me. ten heirs. No, listen to me. Dollar heirs. It is all relative depending on where you live. I mean, you go back to the early 70s, Vasily, what was his name? Um, God, I can't remember, that weightlifter from Russia. God, he lived yeah. like a freaking king. <laughs> I mean, it was just communist Russia. I mean, everybody's poor, broke. These people live like kings. I, I, I think you're way No, off no, no. Look I think it up, the top pal. U.S. athletes may be millionaires. Dueling was an Olympic sport. First officially recorded one was in nineteen. And they were all rich because they owned guns. <laughs> they used wax bullets. So you're telling me the Kenyan not four a by one hundred relatively team. in no. the country uh, I are think, very very well off. I, I Look think, it up. I think this is nonsense. Look it up. And I just see you a can lot. sit there and they're, just they're say diff- all you want. How I am wrong. But look it up because I have look seen, it up because uh, they look what up. How do I Google that? Is everybody dollars. in the Olympics a millionaire? No, I said that they're relatively to their All country. Right. I'm so not Google saying, that. Is everybody in the Olympics relatively a millionaire in their country? This sounds like nonsense to me. Mike Shuey, 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 who is from back home, Johnsonburg, PA, not what, a millionaire. How is that back home? It's right next door to El- or Ridgeway. It's in Elk County. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Does it say in his profile, not a millionaire? It specifically says not a millionaire. He's a javelin thrower. Because I do have to say, they keep doing these stupid, it's god awful to watch these stupid, you know, Microsoft teams with the family after the American wins the gold medal. There's some people in some houses that are pretty nubs. You can't tell me they're millionaires. That that 17-year-old high school student. That <laughs> no, he's the 200-meter like phenom that's giving Usain Bolt a run for his world record. When he's not on the track, he wears a top hat and monocle, mm. apparently. Right. He and is so, not a millionaire. So he breaks that record. You're going to tell me he's going back to his little straw hut and, and hustle pigs. And and, li- and live in squalor. Right. Well, I mean, he's from the United States. Whatever. So he probably doesn't have a straw hut. No. no probably. Probably Maybe a trailer. trailer yeah. yeah. But he is currently not <laughs> a millionaire. But he'll see UFOs in the middle of the night at least. <laughs> see, but you just changed the argument. If you become a star over there, perhaps you do become a millionaire, but you're not a millionaire coming in. Well, how do you think they make the team? I mean, they, they dead it. They're, that's what they're doing, period. I mean, somebody is funding them to. Well, right. Be Some there. millionaire is funding them. That doesn't make them a millionaire. Like when I get divorced and find my sugar mama, it's not. I'm not going to be a millionaire. I'm going to be taken care of by a millionaire. Well, you it's won't be very taken different care of by anybody. Trust me. Shit, he's kind of right. The top female beach volleyball player makes a million dollars. Well, she's been at it for. 
Ten well, now years it's because now. she's been doing it a long time. Well, but no, but I, actually, yes. Here's why. If you look at b- basketball, beach volleyball, certain of these sports, these people are professionals. The javelin thrower from BFE, nobody gives a shit, Pennsylvania, where he came from. That's you, I don't think you become a professional javelin thrower, do you? I mean, you do the tour, but you don't have the sponsorship. You have the Team USA sponsorships. I think this, this is a pretty good show watching you two dipshits just Google somebody, one trying to prove the other wrong. I no, do like you're that. sitting there just bloviating how everybody is wrong with no facts in front of you, whatever. I don't and have you, to prove a negative. Let's see. Innocent until proven guilty. Right. Hey, you're not proving I'm wrong. I don't have to prove my innocence. No. You have to prove my guilt. No. Oh, I got you. There. What do you mean, no? <laughs> I'm exactly. not proving you're guilty of anything, jerk. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that doesn't even make any sense. I don't think you understand what I'm saying. It's probably because you're drunk. Here's how much money athletes get for finishing on the podium. Now, get it? I, I get under what you're saying that it's on the podium, but... Singapore gold me- I don't know where they come up with these numbers but Singapore gold medal $737,000 I had my hand up Can silver 369 bronze 184 Can I make an observation Go for it $730,000 not a million I didn't say the millionaire I said relatively rich in their country U.S. pro weightlifters, top 10%, $107,911. Hold on. I have another observation. Mr. Flieger. Less than a million. Yay! I do have one observation of that. <laughs> I'm sure it's going to be impolite. They're fat weightlifters. Nobody gives a shit. Well, then, All right? Not I mean, you, you know, let, let's face it. Nobody gives a shit how much they lift. It's how they hit volleyballs over nets, right? Hit hockey pucks into nets, stuff like that. Yes. Okay. That's my point. All right. Although I am fascinated by the hammer throw. First of all, I don't know why they call it a hammer throw. It's not in any way a hammer, but it's still pretty it's cool. Sort of like a hammer. It's like a professional swimmers around forty thousand dollars a year. Yeah, Michael Phelps has a billion dollars. I mean, what do you know? After he won the Olympic. Oh, we might be going off the air here soon. So you can make $40,000 to do nothing but go swim all day long. (laughs) It's not like they're out on their floaty and (laughs) drinking Larry's lemonade like I do in the pool. Prior to the, was it NIL for college sports? Yeah, name, image, likeness. So those Olympic athletes. Wait, 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 wait. One million Singapore dollars equals seven hundred thirty-seven thousand dollars. Millionaire. That seems a little too convenient for me. I'm going to need you to email. It's right me here. Resources. It's right here. So most Olympians. He's, you can't fla- stop him. No. Just, right. No, he is unflappable. I'll Fla- give him that. Plowing through. Collegiate athletes, right? <laughs> yes. For the most part, prior to the NIL, were they allowed to make any money? Zero dollars. And not millionaire. Not a millionaire. 
What's he babbling about? I don't know. I lost. I lost steam for this topic a long time. Thank you. (laughs) At least we're on the same page there. Let's let's take a break here, and we're going to. You know what we're going to do? We're going to sell poutine. Sell some poutine. Sell some more sandwiches. If we had planned ahead, we just have Bill read this himself. But instead, we'll listen to you drone on about it again. So, uh, but I drone very convincingly. So we'll come back. I don't want to talk about the Olympics anymore. What what are we going to talk about? Because it makes me angry. I have, haven't done it in a couple weeks. I'm bringing back Briggs tweets and uh, some story of the friendly skies. All of that and more coming up right after this. We would like to take this opportunity to tell you about our sponsor and friends, the Chop Shop in Butler, Pennsylvania. The Chop Shop is leading the way in the Western Pennsylvania area for good eats with fresh menus, great specials, in house made desserts. And the recently added iced tea, lemonade, and milkshake bar, you're sure to find something to fulfill that craving or hankering, and even a little something extra for that sweet tooth. Yep, they even have gluten-free and vegetarian options as well. You know, between Facebook, Google, Yelp, and TripAdvisor, they average 4.7 out of 5, and that's over a 10-year span, so they are consistently killing it. You can check them out on Facebook, but also at ChopShopButler.com. Or do yourself a favor and visit them at 108 North Main Street, Butler, Pennsylvania. And tell them Flager and Briggs sent you. Or if you're really lucky, you can visit them right here in Studio B of the Asylum Studios. So, uh, tremendous. Can we talk you out of this vegetarian stuff? <laughs> and is my, as a restaurateur... And gluten-free, oh, yeah, as a rest- but, but we did establish <laughs> that he actually eats gluten-free. He started cutting it down, but then when we got to the to the crux of the matter, he eats only meat and one or two vegetables, so he basically eats gluten-free. Uh, yeah, I mean, that is basically gluten-free. Um, honestly, when we opened, we didn't have anything vegetarian. God bless we, you. <laughs> That's, <laughs> That's like, what I'm talking The American ten years, way. Yeah, ten years damn. ago, Main Street and Butler, I'm like, I'm never going to have to do vegetarian food. And then... I had to do vegetarian food. Is it all the hippie <laughs> really? townies? That many? No, no it was uh, because we were doing different stuff, you know. So not a whole lot of vegetarian options around this area. Right. All so, doing that untapped market. So, yeah, uh, people started coming in and asking, what do we have that's vegetarian? We, You guys are doing different stuff. You we hear good things. the answer is? That door. So, <laughs> Hit it, pal. Well, so, so I had to get kind of all right at doing vegetarian food too that's good does, I it, mean, hurt no, your, that's... does it hurt your heart a little bit uh... i mean not really <laughs> you don't have I, to say it because i still eat all the meat ah, that's true there's more <laughs> meat the left vegetables. for you i get but that. no if you if you ever go to down and somebody can talk you into it the rule was when we made something vegetarian as a special in order for it to make the menu every person in the kitchen had to eat it and say I would eat that even though it's vegetarian. Oh, it's a good thing you didn't hire me in your kitchen then. <laughs> well, so that's, you know, there there were a lot of fails before the, ah. the the things that got on the menu because. But they could have put squid in front of you and they uh, never yeah, made it either. Yeah, so. I can, to this day, I've never seen one piece of squid in that place. And that, do you know anything about squid? Have you cooked squid? I have, have you cooked eaten squid. squid. I've eaten it. I've eaten octopus. Yeah. yeah. Is, it, is it as stuff. awful as I think it might be? I mean, it probably depends on who cooks it. Uh, so so it's, it's real easy to mess it up. Well, I, I could imagine <laughs> so. 
So as a restaurateur of note and, and someone who knows people's habits, do you at least agree with my assertion that n- approximately 99.7% of the people who claim to have a gluten allergy are just doing it because it's trendy and need to go away, far away? Um, I wouldn't limit that to just gluten allergies. That's been a kind of a trend for a while where people like don't that. like specific things. And so they tell you that they have an allergy because, uh, you know, us in the kitchen, we take that pretty seriously. We don't want anybody. Also, it's to make sure you don't forget. So it's yeah. like if they just say, hold the squid, you might forget. But if it's if you give me squid, I'm going to die and take you everything you're worth. You're going to be more careful. <laughs> right. I got it. Do you know, really, though, that man was not meant to eat grains? Thank you. <laughs> I'm just saying. We're talking about this gluten. You know, this gluten-free crap, you know, man actually was not meant to eat grain. Wait, I didn't say anything. <laughs> it wasn't you this time. <laughs> oh, God. Just say it. <laughs> I, I, I got nothing. I just got nothing. Are you still doing jackfruit? I am. Speaking of vegetarian explain stuff, explain the jackfruit to me. Jackfruit? That became. Yeah, that was, keep, I feel like that was talking, so he keeps grabbing <laughs> that damn. Thing I feel like that was the hot fire a year or two ago, and I never under it scared me. It's like as big as a Volkswagen, isn't it? It is. They're they are very large. Um, What's it taste like? Honestly, nothing. <laughs> I can see so why that, wait, people were well, lining up for it. That's why. That's why it makes a good vegetarian option. Whatever you put with it, it absorbs and takes on that flavor so i mean like we use it and it has the consistency of pulled pork whenever you roast it so we roast it shred it up so you put barbecue sauce in it and yeah barbecue it and i've had probably at least 10 people over the however long we've had it on the menu it's been a long time um come and ask me to come out to their table because they're pissed oh you gave them meat they think i gave them meat (laughs) Yeah. Oh, really? I think wow. I could tell the difference. So, like, could you take that a, should be interesting. Take a good juicy prime rib, which they have an excellent prime rib at Chop Shop, yes, by the way. I just know. letting you know, and just ring it out over the jackfruit and it <laughs> wave it over top. Right thing. Yeah, something. <laughs> you know, just ring it out like a towel or like a sponge. Right. I mean, that, that's that should be what they do. But I mean, here's my: if you have to eat things that mimic meat, just eat the meat. Right. Yeah, if you like the flavor of meat, eat meat. Right. <laughs> yeah, that's, I, I, I agree. Your colon be damned. Oh, trust me, I'm I'm right with you, pal. <laughs> well, thank God. I mean, we don't agree on much, but that oh, you know, wait. when it comes to meat, yeah. All right. You know what it's time for, Rick. I'm excited. No, I don't know. We what haven't that. done this for a couple of weeks. Let's but I see. do like the music. Let's see if you remember this theme song. It's my favorite theme music. Time for this week. Uh oh. In Rick Briggs tweets. Briggs. Oh yeah, I forget he does it. On Twitter. All right, so it's been a couple weeks, so I had an endless supply of tweets to choose from, but I got stuck on one. Okay. I'm only gonna bring you one, and okay. I think this could take us 
to the I end do of the like episode. The music. Keep it up. I yeah, love it. I need to loop it because I'm going to have to keep restarting it. I haven't got around to looping it yet. And if we had a producer who knew what looping it meant, how He'd to play do it, it on or his phone. he don't even care about you. If he knew what looping meant, how to get it on the board, maybe he could do that. But I'm going to have to do it. So I'm starting to think, Rick, yeah. you're doing this just to troll me. And I would like you to admit you it. Know if you know, I are. would never do that to you. So, from at chaos and disorder, okay, four days ago. All right, I'm just going to read this. Which is what? July 31st. Sure. All right. I'm just going to read this verbatim. Okay. No commentary. No comment. Just going to read it verbatim. Okay. You might notice a theme that goes along with our show. At chaos and disorder, July deaths. Yes. 2001, Leon Wilkeson. Right. 1991, Michael Landon. 1981, Harry Chapin. 1971, Jim Morrison. Okay. 1961, Ernest Hemingway. Okay. That's it. That's the tweet. Now you just list people who die in a month every 10 years. <laughs> you got it. Explain yourself. This I had just, to be just to piss me off. Right? I thought they it had were to be. very significant deaths <laughs> in the annals of history. The annals of history. Explain. You did this just to irritate me, right? Would I do that? Yes. Would I do that? You would do Why? that, yes. <laughs> you know how much... That we is there a theme, a line between? Yeah, these they're people? all dead. They well, all died in July. Yeah. Well, I know <laughs> you love that. Apart. There's nothing you like more than dead people. Apparently, <laughs> it's all you want to talk. But I think about it. Ernest Hemingway, Jim Morrison, Harry Chapin. I mean, all significant people. But I mean, to read this tweet, it kind of implies that people die only once every ten years in July. Well, no, but I figure it could, I could start a trend like next year. Well, you think this is going to be a trend? Yeah, this I is, could do it. This is going to be know, the hot fire. People who died in this month. 72. Yeah, exactly. It's going to be it's going to catch on like crazy. And how do you choose these people? What's the common thread between that group of people? Well, okay, you think about say say 1961. Um yeah, you, know, you look up the famous deaths or whatever. There's really nobody more Wait, famous so, than Ernest Hemingway. So you sit around okay? and just look up famous people who Jim died. Jim Morrison. Today. You can't hardly argue Jim Morrison. Okay. Right. Harry Chapin. Same way. I mean, it's just that's just the most significant deaths of that. You can't, this isn't just a whim. There was some planning behind this. There was thought given to it. Yes, there was. <laughs> it's, it, you just admit it. You're doing this just to piss me off. <laughs> it works, doesn't and it? And you want to talk about pissing me off? Uh huh. I know how to do that. You're old. I know how to do that. You're old, right? Don't I? You're old, right? I can derail you at any second. You are second. old. <laughs> Am right? I correct? Yes, I do. You every are day, old. Every week. Stop driving around. Yeah. Recording yourself. No. Yapping. Do you not and realize posting that how much, on the tweeters? Do you realize how much that gets exposed? A lot. And I'm going to start doing it every show. I think I saw every a comment show. or retweet. No, that's not true. Look at it. Is it is ratio and that's bad, right? I encourage the audience <coughs> at Chaos and Disorder to ratio Briggs when he does this. I still don't know what it means, but I give him to understand it's bad. I don't know what you're talking about now. Really. You're too old to be taking videos of Horatio. Yourself. Not a ratio. Who is Horatio? R A T I O. Yeah. Ratio. Four to one. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> Stop taking video and listing dead No, people. I'm going to do it every week Don't now. do it anymore. I'm going to do it every week. <laughs> Why? Every week. And where are you doing this from? Wherever I want. You're just driving around on the government dime. No. Talking into the phone. Usually on the way to work. What? Where did this come from? You think the whole world's clamoring to see what you look like? Well, no, but they want to know what's going on with chaos and disorder. Well, send a tweet. Instead of listing dead people, say, hey, here's what happened on the show this week and where you can find it. Besides the dead people, this is what else has happened. (laughs) It's great. I think I'm going to change the password. I think you need to be done with the Twitter. No. Maybe I'll change it. That was Briggs Tweets. I just started a new account. You don't know how. Oh, yeah. I don't think you can figure it out. Oh, yeah. Were you on Frontier Airlines recently? No, why? What happened? Recently, there was a gentleman on a Frontier Airlines flight who got a, looked like he was a bit overserved, if you will. So very similar to yourself. Got a little handsy with one of the, uh, I don't think you're supposed to call them stewardesses anymore. Your, woke, woke, your wokeness, what am I supposed to call them? Waitress in the sky. Waitress in the sky. Got got a little handsy with the, the northern hemisphere, if you want to be specific. So she got all bitter. One of the male waitresses. Can you in, say waitress? Oh. Bill? Well, oh, I think it's servers, right? <laughs> Server in the sky. It is server. Server in the sky. Server See, in the I'm sky. not all wacky here. Yeah, all right. Who knew you're the woke one? That's right. Well, yeah. I mean, you know, I am woke. <laughs> So he got a little handsy, and so then the the male server in the sky come over to to give him the what fur, and he took a cut at the male the male server in the sky, who then proceeded to duct tape him <laughs> to the seat <laughs> on the plane. The plane landed. They were hoping he was going to get arrested, and actually the flight the screw it the flight attendants got in trouble and got suspended by frontier airlines because apparently you're not supposed to tie up your patrons no matter how unruly they get well that's just ridiculous what happened to the u.s marshals that were on yeah they used to threaten right there's one of these marshals on every plane and they're gonna come out double gun blazing if you stand up during takeoff tommy lee jones is getting a little old he can't be on these flights all the time i guess but you see so, videos every day of shit just going down on airplanes. People have lost their minds. Well, I mean, seriously, all kidding aside, you see that it seems like everywhere there, there's no respect for anything anymore. There really isn't. I mean, there's no politeness. There's no, no respect for any type of authority. I mean, it, it's crazy. It really is. The sad part is the the industry, I think, I know nothing about the airline industry. That may come as a shock to you. But they've kind of done this to themselves to a degree. Now, still most people, and that's why it's not, you know, World War Three on every plane, because most people can control themselves. But if you really think about it, anymore, you are treated like a criminal, a nuisance, and a leper from the right. time you arrive at an airport until you leave. From from what they charge you, and then they're fighting with you over your bags and what they're charging you there, and then TSA, you know, wanting you to take your pants down in front of God and everybody. Which and then, you don't mind. No, well, yeah. I, I'm waving it around anywhere I go. <laughs> Generally, it's disapproved of. That's why I like the airport. TSA security is kind of one of my places. That's where my people are. 
But then you go there and you have the cattle call at the gate and the plane's always late and they cram you in and the seat's big enough for half of the person that's about to sit in it. And if you dare stand up, if you dare go to the bathroom, if your mask dare slips off your nose, anything that happens, now these these flight attendants are basically empowered. They think they're FBI agents now and they're just going to hit you with the, give you the wood shampoo if you dare look up at a time they're and displeased well, you should with. Get one. I mean, you are treated, it isn't no, any wonder people snap. And then the behavior behavior in general, the selfishness and the overhead bins and the and the lean in the seat bag. And it, it is just a nightmare of an experience. And it's actually a wonder it doesn't happen more often. That being said, don't get handsy with the flight. And you know, I've been thinking a lot. Who died now? <laughs> totally off subject. But I was just looking at Bill and Alejandro over here. They got Is it the hand-holding? We're, we're not allowed to comment oh, on that. No. I was just That's thinking, okay, usually they... I have to pay extra to get duct tape to the seat. <laughs> Actually, while you talk, I'm going get to on, get on my research site and see what yeah, they have There we there. go. That's for Bill. But they have plenty of inks on her, ink on her arms here. But I got to thinking, and I saw some guy on TV. And he has, um, well, actually, I can't even remember the boxer's name. But he has all these tattoos and stuff like on his neck and everything. But he actually got a tattoo on his, under his ear of himself, you know, jumping up and down. He's like some boxer or whatever. And I'm sitting there thinking, okay, that's, that's pretty egotistical. But I got to thinking, what's going to happen? You know, you see all these girls and stuff and... You know, they're in their 20s, they look good, and these guys are in shape and everything. What happens to a lot of these neck tattoos when you start looking like me? I thought well, you were in your prime. I was going to say, you're in your prime. It, it I am. Taut. I am. <laughs> Gross. <laughs> Don't say taut. Yeah. I mean, he's absolutely right. But now, what happens when you go past your prime which is when and you're, 94 apparently <laughs> when you're a very old woman or man well, that's and why. you start looking like Alfred Hitchcock that's why I have a beard <laughs> however so they I, don't I, I feel like I still look like a badass <laughs> I think a Just guy can get away with old. it you get that kind of old sailor okay you looking. may think that Bill <laughs> <laughs> but. All, all 150 pounds of me <laughs> And this is probably misogynistic, but I think a guy can get away with it. But, yeah, the, the, the girls with the cute little butterfly tattoo, you know, it, when that thing goes about nine inches south, it doesn't look so cute anymore. It just turns into a new game. It's like, oh, can, what can we make it be today? Well, it's like, yeah, it's like a flamingo or something. I don't know. I mean, yeah. Actually, you get enough, it'd be like a jigsaw puzzle. How far do you have to lift up to get everything back into place? That's a good, yeah, that would be, yeah. Okay, move this here. Move that over there. Oh, you're gonna move that one to the left. Yeah. Oh no. <laughs> just just random thoughts as I drive to work sometimes. Well, it's, at least it wasn't about death, so I'll give you that. True. Are we done? Yes. Well, producer, <laughs> what the hell are you doing over there? Good God, we're was, done. Hey, before we get off the air. Oh yeah, we did have more to talk about. Sorry about that. We did. Uh, <laughs> Oh, wait. Oh, I don't wait. think we did any of the shout-out at the beginning of the show. Did Make you sure hear about, now. and I can't even, don't even know how to pronounce his last name because he's so obscure, that J.T. 
IB or EB from the Panthers that got released oh, after yeah. he put Kirkwood, Kirkwood on a stretcher uh, with some, uh, I mean, just unloaded on oh, him man. in freaking practice. And fortunately, he can still feel his legs, but he couldn't move, apparently, you know, when they took him off the practice field. And, you know, there's some, you know, I like enthusiasm, but taking a cheap shot on a teammate, I mean, that's pretty bad. Yeah. yeah. Well, he got himself caught. That's kind, right, of, kind but, of the way that deal works. So, yeah. You see it more and more. You see Joe Judge ain't playing a big brawl right. up at the Giants facility. <laughs> yeah. and he just ran them till they all passed out. I like that. All right. Are we really done now? Okay. For those interested this weekend in the uh, PGA, Louie for the win. Hey, thanks for that. Yeah. That, that was worth stopping for. <laughs> Play a little Dusty Hill for us, huh? But hey, go for it. And in case you didn't hear, he's dead. He's dead. <laughs> so thanks so much for joining us. You can find all this nonsense. Don't forget Friday night, check out the Asylum Fantasy Sports Show. Everything over at AsylumFantasySports.com. At Chaos and Disorder on the tweeters. Chaos and Disorder pod on the Facebook. And... Too, too sexy at hotmail.com is the email address. Check that out. Actually, it's chaos and disorder podcast. I don't think at that's gmail.com. True. Hey, and at the top of the show, we forgot to mention thank Bronco Swanson. Give, give all of that stuff. We didn't do that. Yes, Bronco Swanson. Actually, it's Andy Frampton at Bronco Swanson on TikTok and Facebook at Real Rival Lovers on Twitter. The Real Rival Lovers, all the great music we have. And of course, Bill from the Chop yes. Shop in Butler with just fabulous food. Get down there, enjoy yourself. Main Street Butler, PA. Thanks for coming in. You're welcome here Thanks anytime. You don't have to bring food every time, but if you don't, leave him at home. <laughs> and you can run. Well, he the was board. my ride. Yeah, can you use the board? Probably not, but I mean, <laughs> that's okay. What difference does it make, right? Well, <laughs> at least he can make poutine. Till next time, we'll see you. Hey, take care. See, you got to keep up the Kate thing. Now that you tell me you're just trying to irritate me. No, I'm not trying to irritate you. It's a great tweet. It's great. You'll like it. I don't think that's true. It's a poll. I want you to vote in it. I hate polls. I want you to vote in it. It's going to be awesome. Oh. Oh, yeah. But do you hate Poles? Yeah, it's the Belarusians I hate. Ooh. Oh, not Poles. Poles. Oh. Bye.